Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Richard Gears. Shitty Irish accent. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. I'm sorry, Mr. Brown, but this man is no clown. He knows all your moves back to front. Right now you've got a name. That's all you've got. So the jackal's got a target. You! He's got a timetable. And as to making mistakes... Well, he's spent 20 years in a trade that doesn't forgive error, and he's prevailed. You think he's the one who's up against it? I'm shaking my head now. It's the other way around. I love this man like a brother. He was a dear friend and partner to me, so I took no joy in that. But if I can do this to someone I love, imagine what I can do to someone I hate. Do you remember Valentina said a statement public and brutal? No, it's always bothered me. How do you keep coming when he knew? He knew we could protect the director, especially once I got involved. But he didn't abort. Why? It didn't come together until I remember what Valentina said. Tell Declan he can't protect his women. Aye. Cue the theme song. Can you kill this person? If I take this job, I'll have to disappear forever. So if you want me to do this, you're going to have to pay me. How much? 70 million. <laughs> Why not? Duh. Available. Pose the SU-33 electric 14.5 millimeter. High cliff weight 1400 rounds per minute. We know that certain gang elements in this prison want you dead. The entire government wants me dead, mister. Yet here I am. Pardon the language. I've been in prison. All right, that's enough. All right. Right then. 1997. We have some movies coming at us with some great Irish accents, and we're going to emulate until we can't anymore. Oh, yes, folks. Until we can't stop. Ah, the jackal. Dear jackal. Bruce Willis. Richard Gear. I think I'm switching switching to Scottish more. Sorry that's about a, that. That's okay. You can, a lot of people can't you can tell. cut in and out. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Sydney Poitier, Diane um, Venora, Matilda May, J.K. Simmons, and an early early kind of role for him. Jack Black, and some other faces that you would no doubt recognize. This movie came out in '97. Um, so this is a remake based on the old Jackal movie, which my mom swears is the far better. When we told her we were doing the Jackal, she's like the original, and I was like, "No, the '97 remake." And she was like, "How does she said get do, fucked?" How does your mom talk? <laughs> she sounded like uh, the woman from the. She farted and then she the said, Goonies. "Get fucked, get fucked." <laughs> <laughs> your mom talks in an Irish accent as well. Oh, this movie just makes you jump into it. In and out, I think. You go in. You, you can try and go in and out. Um, Michael Caton Jones directed screenplay by Chuck Farrer. Um, yeah, based on the Day of the Jackal was the was the original one. This one made for around sixty million, brought in a hundred and sixty in the box office. So financially a success. Uh, critically, kind of like hummed and hawed. But here's the thing. Uh, I don't know why I've seen this movie like a whole bunch, like maybe close to 50 times. And I'm trying to think of why. And I have some <laughs> ideas on that that I'd like to share with everybody today. And I just I don't want to jump into it too quick. But I understand from the man across the desk for me, Colin, that he also has a, a huge viewing history with this movie. 
this is the first time I sorry this is the first time I noticed that uh, the structure in this movie is quite odd. <laughs> we don't meet the main <laughs> character about twenty five minutes in, so that's weird. Don't you guys think? Yeah. The I Jack do. we follow the Jackal and um, Sydney Poitier and um, uh, is it Valentina? Who's the woman? Not Valentina. Yeah, yeah Valentina. No, it is Valentina Kozlova. We follow Major Kozlova. We're kind of hopping back and forth between them and the Jackal until we meet the main character, like after the first act, which is like super weird. This is a weird answer to it, what's it, your history I, with the Jackal. Yeah, I asked you about have you seen this movie a lot? That's a crazy. Well, way this to come is back the first it. time I've well because because this is the I've seen this movie like a, a ton, I, as I said earlier, okay, yeah. a ton. But this is the first time I noticed how fucking weird the structure is after all those other times of viewing mm. this movie. Like it really stood out to me. Um, it was like. They set up the Jackal in a way that you really kind of get to know him. There's moments also I enjoy uh, of his character where I kind of like, I'm not, I'm not rooting for him, but like I like him. So Well, he's, he's going through his trade craft, and it, that's real, all really cool. We get to see that, yeah. Um, yeah. And f surprisingly for the movie, they also make the choice with him that like the first killing that he does with his amazing 20 millimeter cannon um, is of Jack Black, who's a character that's so annoying that you're almost like, whatever, man, that guy was annoying. I'm not, <laughs> no, I'm not upset he's he out of the movie. Killed. So then you don't really hate Bruce Willis for that. That's at the moment when it should all turn and you're like, whoa, this guy's serious. Instead, it's more like, yeah, go. Well, <laughs> there is some more. There is Ball! a deleted scene where he kills just a rant, like a a guy in the gay club, um, like a helpless guy. And in the initial viewings, what? the audience cheered. Um, so they removed the scene. Um, oh, my God. Because that was like total like what kind of fucking sicko would cheer for that? So um, they took it out. And then Bruce Willis actually coincidentally fought to keep the same sex kiss in the movie that would they wanted to remove that so i mean as I, just as just a, a look back into um not that long ago and see you know how things were changed right he does shoot that other gay guy yeah. though in the chest like twice well he does he shoots that like, guy yeah. weird he gives them both tits like nipple nipple lemonade right yeah that's a weird two shots i would have never yeah. put that in the movie but um, yeah, like, two that also kind of makes sense though, because he's like going. He goes one-handed in a hurry, sitting on a stool with with Korean food all over the place. So maybe he wasn't at his his yeah. His top and they game, were center like he is at the end when he has a steadied against a wall shot at an unprotected Richard Gear, and he fucking misses a couple of times. So you're telling me it was lucky that he tagged both his nipples. I'm not saying it's lucky. He's got explosive nipples. It was lucky, a gay thing. It's his way of being like cheeky. <laughs> it looked like a crime of passion this way. <laughs> you, you shoot I, somebody from close range, two in the chest. That's gonna kill him. He didn't have to do a headshot. Uh, no, I'm not yeah. complaining about the lack of headshot. I'm complaining about the placement of the two <laughs> shots. They're like normally when you do a guy in, in the, the chest, you, you're trying to get like center mass, but he goes tit side, tit side, like right on the nipples. <laughs> Just it always bugs me, man. He was in the Every middle of time. eating. <laughs> I, that's what John just yeah. said. <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah, yeah chopsticks. Super casual. Was like, Which means it was random. He accidentally nippled him. Yeah, and he I didn't even laugh about purpose. it. Come on, 
this guy's not likable. He should have at least laughed. He should have yeah, been like, holy shit. I actually really like that dude that he killed. But um, I do too, but I didn't like where he got killed. That's fair. I do like I do like the scene in the gay club and that he like I thought it was cool because it showed the jackals at what lengths he would go to to do his job. Um Yeah. I thought yeah, maybe he was I, gay. I, yeah. I thought maybe he was gay and he uh I wondered, but he could have been uh that would have been fine. That would have been really progressive when this movie came out too if he was uh if he was a homosexual uh uh killer. Why not? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It would have been weird if he was a homosexual hero. Making a homosexual bad guy, I don't think, <laughs> is alien to the fucking. I suppose. Um, okay, so, uh, um, w- why this movie structure ends up being very interesting is because you get to spend cool time with Bruce Willis doing cool things, even though they're bad things. So you kind of get to like him a bit. Yeah. And then when Richard Gere comes in, it's all got to be explain log with his character. We have to be told all his backstory and like he gets to shadow box and he gets to talk tough to the FBI, but we don't even find out till well later in the movie and not even from him, from Sidney Poitier as he's like, I know that the jackal is responsible for like killing the unborn baby inside your lady friend. But like by that time in the movie, considering that we've seen absolutely nothing from Declan, um, it just makes, it makes Richard Gere's character in this super uneven, um, and hard to get behind as the good guy. Do you guys agree? Like, I kind of liked everything Bruce Willis was doing. And then Richard Gere was like kind of being a half-ass investigator in handcuffs. And he ends up bringing most of his value to like how smart he can guess at what the Jackal is doing. And he's just right so much on on angles that are like um, coming out of, not coming out of nowhere. But he's like, oh, I thought about this. And he, he'd be doing this. And it's the cyclic rate. It's the cyclic rate. God damn it. And especially at the end when he's like, we don't know where he's going to be, so he might be here. We need a big circle of guys, and then we close in. Close the noose, as it were. And everyone's like, you're a brilliant general strategist. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? They also give him a sniper rifle at the end? That guy carries the sniper rifle for him well, he on the roof sni- until they're set sniper. up. He has a <laughs> Imagine training for in the IRA. and like you're For the, the NRA, yeah. I know he is, but... But they give him a oh, PSG-1, right. like <laughs> a NRA. rifle he's unfamiliar with. He's trying to scope in an 800-meter shot on a rifle he's never even fired. Like, give it to the seasoned sniper that, that was with him. I'm sure that guy is trained on his weapon. He must have been so mad, like, Jenkins, yeah? Give him your gun, okay? Now take it back and carry it for him until he says, let's go. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, what? Yeah, how long's it been since um, you fired a shot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you take the shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it just, that that all that makes no sense, and then having to be told Declan's backstory just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, am I wrong? No? I'm okay with all of that stuff actually, because I'm always finding out new things about Declan. So I feel like it's keeping me interested in his character, and I'm not getting bored um, because like new things keep coming up. So to me, I kind of liked it. I don't know. He's so automatically involved and like passionately. So like there's that one scene where something goes, he's like, he like slams his hand on the roof of the car. Like you're a fucking prisoner. And you know, like, I guess he's just getting hyped up because he hates the guy or whatever, but the guy killed his baby. So I think he'd be mad about that if he got away. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) No, no, I guess you're right. I guess the baby thinks pretty strong feels. He killed his baby. He killed his baby. I don't know. 
something about it like being randomly involved because he's in prison because they're actually looking for the lady at first and then it turns out that the guy in prison actually has like an intimate death pact against the jackal all seems pretty far-fetched considering the jackal's not obviously anti-ira so it's just two hitmen that happen to stumble across each other and a deal i don't know that whole backstory that we don't get to see and are told I don't, uh, they either gave it to me too late or they didn't do it in a way that really punched home that they were mortal enemies. It always seemed about trying to save the, the vice president's wife or the, sorry, that was the VP, right? Yeah, it was the VP. Yeah, yeah. Or the, no, it was the first lady. No, the first lady, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Just because no one's really arguing on any of that. Um, there is no spray, I think, that you could spray on your car that if someone touched, they would start foaming from the mouth 10 seconds later. Uh, yeah. I don't know enough about sprays. So I can't really say, but yeah. um, I like the lawyer, idea of it. As so. far as like a little movie poison, I'll always accept like special movie contact poison. Yeah, me too. Also, like, with all the stuff with the Russians poisoning people all the time now and, like, them going to the hospital but surviving. I don't know. Yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah, not that we're saying anything's we'll wrong with it. that. Cool. Cool way to kill <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, Putin. <laughs> um, I love, cool way to kill people. I liked all of the, the background with him, um, them showing how he was getting through borders. Um, yeah. With, with where he gets used the boat to go into that... Um, Sorry, I, I like I like his side. I, I I like watching his side of it. No, I do too, and I think that's like as to what John was saying. I guess sorry, John, I was just putting some thought into it, but it seems to me like you could have shown that backstory, but you then remove all the Bruce Willis stuff, which is unfortunate. But maybe you just make a separate movie about the Jackal or about like a guy like this, right? Or you make this movie all that and you remove that other stuff. But you could you could really give us a, a really interesting thing if you gave us some background on that Richard Gere, Bruce Willis thing. Like that's the kind of exciting shit that doesn't need to be um, just a, a, just a uh, exposition. I, I think sometimes though with the explain log, as long as he's exp as long as like the, they don't know his backstory or they're asking him questions about it then it's okay for him to tell, talk about what happened and why he hates the jackal. Uh, I felt like, I never never felt like it was explained log. To me, it didn't feel that way anyway. I don't know, it sounds like it did to you, John. Well, yeah, it, it just felt totally thrown in because he's like, he's like, oh, I know the guy. And he, he'd like low-key downplays it. I know he's doing it to get the opportunity back at him, but that's only later on. So then, like... Yeah, I don't know. Like him and Isabella don't talk about it, even though there's a moment like between them where they could have hinted at something maybe a little deeper. Like obviously they were an item, but you don't get to hear until later when when Sidney Poche confronts him and says, I know all the history somehow. We were joking that Which he was, was going to be self-serving and he was he was going to be like, so if is if uh, if Isabella's husband gets killed, we know it's a jackal, right? Right. <laughs> if he yeah. if he befalls an accident to something it's probably the jackal <laughs> probably yeah. him yeah would be anyone else yeah and at the end when poiche lets him go he's just like still the jackal could have killed that guy and we don't know yet so like 
Maybe you know, hold on for more news. Maybe he planted a bomb, and it's yeah, gonna go good, off. And no kill one him. knows. <laughs> <laughs> Spall. He tries to kiss her. Spall. He tries. Spall. He tries to kiss her, uh, and she she turns him down. And and her husband and his kid, their kid is like yeah, right behind him, like in eyesight. I can't tell. Yeah. I watched that closely this time because I was like, did he try and kiss her or is he like just leaning his head forward to try and like get like a, an intimate head nuzzle? I read no. it as a kiss. Not, not that either is appropriate. I got a kiss. Right there in pro- close proximity. Yeah, you shouldn't head yeah. nuzzle uh, monogamous You people. also should never try and Unless hit on you're that person. You should never try and kiss someone in front person. of their significant other and the child. Unless when after she sees you for the first time and she runs over to greet you, it's obvious that she is like passionately <laughs> has feelings for He's you. He's good looking in this My one. Beautiful Irish. I mean, this is maybe Richard Gere at his prime. He's a sexy, sexy man, and his the acts. I think he has a good accent. Well, I can't really tell the difference because I don't know Irish accent that well. So yeah, that's fair. Um, I just I just had read that it was like it was voted almost one worst accent. Um, <laughs> okay it yeah, lost not shit. Great. what did it lose to i can't remember what it lost if to. if the that. irish don't like it then it's not it lost this to john voight as rounders it lost oh, to john, john voight for which is crazy that rounders didn't get um taken oh funny story that i read about rounders the other day matt damon is sitting there he's so excited to work with uh work with uh what's his name the russian um uh, john malkovich. malkovich john malkovich he's so excited to meet him and then he says like they come into the scene and he's so pumped to work with them. Him and Norton have been talking about it. And then he starts doing that crazy fucking accent that he does, right? And the director goes cut and Matt Damon's like sitting there looking at him like a, like kind of not sure what to do. And Malkovich like leans over to him and he goes, I'm a shitty actor. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh I love. That's great. That's but an awesome story. He never tried yeah. to clean it up though. No, I think it was intentionally fucking like he leans into that hard. I guess. Maybe but, that's yeah. why it wasn't voted for worst accent. I, I felt like his accent was kind of subtle and he didn't overdo it over the top. So I, to me, that always is better. Mm. Um, um, I wanted to ask you guys about this. Um, did you guys realize how big of a horrible agent J.K. Simmons agent Timothy I. Witherspoon is? How which? Sorry. Yeah. So I didn't I hadn't realized until this time exactly how bad J.K. Simmons like he's a good actor. Right. But his character in this agent, Timothy Witherspoon, is like a moron. I don't know if they even realized how the writing went. So here's what happened is when they first go to Isabella's house, um, they're leaving and sitting and Witherspoon's there and he's like, hey, I'm going to write this into the log because we could use this lady later if if um, Declan runs away. We'll just come back and get her to tell us what we know. And, and Sidney Poitier's like, no, whatever he does, we do it by the book. And, and then Witherspoon just kind of shrugs, right? But later on, uh, we find out that Witherspoon actually did talk about her in the recorded log when we find out that the jackal had the code and everything like that, right? Yeah. So that's why they're and then they go to Isabella's house and that's where Witherspoon dies and all the other people. But if you really, really think about this, folks, from Agent Witherspoon's perspective, Sidney Poitier was like, don't put that in the log. And then you're like, as, as Agent Simmons, you're like, fuck that. I'm putting this in the log. Yeah. Isabella Zarkoa, whatever her name is, Zarkona, Zancona. And then your boss is like, fuck, we got a leak. And they know where the Zancona woman is. Uh, so you got to go protect her. 
And you as the agent are like, yep, I'm the guy who like reported that when I shouldn't have. Uh, and now I'm being sent to protect this woman, but I'm going to like let my guard down and take out the trash yeah. instead of like pretty much knowing that the jackal is going to be there because he heard my own recording that this woman is here. Well, it felt to me the, like what, those guys didn't know that the, they figured out the leak. They never contacted them. They just like tried to rush there in time to stop the jackal. That's the yeah, sense they I got. That, did they figure that out after or before? I'm trying to figure well, well, right they, figured out they figured before, it out right before, but it, it's not him. It's Poitier and, um, and uh, Richard and Gere Peter. figure it out. And they're like, we got to get there. And then it cuts yeah, to them. The code, right? Yeah, and it cuts to Valentina and Witherspoon already there, like, cleaning her house. <laughs> Not only that, John, but one of the worst scenes is when they get, they get, they hear the alarm clock in the woods, and they go find yeah. it, and they're like, this alarm was yeah. set for, like, to go off two What's minutes ago. On? And they, like, they don't, they don't realize that this is, like, they just got fucked over. Instead, they're like, hmm, yeah. this is interesting. <laughs> it's just like, what? He's like, he's like He's he's there and he's like, what the hell is going yeah, on? Yeah, like really these guys confused. are professionals. Like, these guys are professionals. They should have immediately. Uh, there should have been no conversation after he said this was set to go off two minutes ago. They should have immediately drawn their weapons and ran back to the house. Yeah, like. And then when they ran back to the house, they should have used their weapons appropriately. Instead, they do the old-fashioned cops two-hand grasp pointing up at the ceiling in front of their faces, going around corners before lowering the weapon and preparing to fire. They're just going to get maimed, and they do, even though it's not for that reason. She runs across an empty doorway, knowing full well that the jackal's inside. She just hops and spins across the open doorway. Yeah. And then shoots blindly into her room. Like, it's, it's, it's bad. Yeah, she She's shoots blindly at the walls. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, the cop stuff in here is bad. Yeah, that, that part. The only one who could seem to well. handle himself is Bruce Willis and, uh, and then Richard Gere. Yeah, I mean, so like even when Bruce Willis is doing bad things, his stuff is like 10 times more interesting. The other team is like always behind and struggling and and then the way they figure out stuff to get it done is it's just not done in a compelling investigative way. It's like they were only like they only knew about the regatta because one guy was like, oh, I know about boats. And that like all seemed like. I don't know. I guess like you just need a little break like that. So at the end of the day, it's not a it's not a killer. They need to catch up to him at some point. But yeah. Richard Gere like knows a lot of other things, figuring out his plan. So the slow motion between between Richard Gere and, and Bruce Willis, when Bruce Willis spots him, uh, Richard Gere spots him and stuff. And then when he pulls out his gun and points it at, it just seems like Richard Gere's super late to react to the situation. Yes, it does. He just keeps staring at him as he's like about to shoot him in the face. And then mm, Valentina's yeah. like, yeah, whatever. And she shoots at. But yeah, that was all bad. There's there's some definitely yeah. some bad action directing in this. Um, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I, I've never well, heard like, of this director, so I don't know what else. He's no, done. I hadn't. He did Doc yeah, Hollywood and Rob Roy. Um, mm. Basic Instinct 2. Oh, so he's the bad. Va the vagining. Well, Doc Hollywood's a the comedy, vagining? though. What's that, sorry? Did you say the vagining? Yeah, uh, just an improvised title <laughs> for the sequel. 
Doc Hollywood like is a comedy, so this is as far away from that as possible too. Yeah, but Rob yeah, no Roy action. was a drama, right? It was right before yeah, this? action drama. Yeah, Liam yeah. Neeson. There's it a was good a big sword fight period piece. Yeah, it had action in it, I think. Liam Neeson yeah, turned down some. a role in this movie, hey? As the uh, director of the FBI or something? I'm not sure which role, actually. He would have been younger Sean here. Sean Connery, he Liam Neeson, and McConaughey all turned down roles in this movie. Wow, McConaughey would have been probably the... Couldn't do the Irish. <laughs> all right, all, all right, be all right, all right. Right. <laughs> the technology in this movie is funny <laughs> when Bruce Willis when Bruce Willis goes to the bank with the guy who's obviously there. Um, of course, everything's all ready for you. And then he's doing voice to text chat online. Uh, ninety seven. Yeah, I'm trying to think back to the Tekken round ninety seven. That would have been pretty pretty cutting edge oh. at the time. But I don't. You could have said like especially like giving an address where he tells them his address in Montreal. K5TPYB, like the whole computer would be like, what did you say? It would be all nonsense. <laughs> well, uh, the, the computer technology in this movie is better than what we have today. Well, the way, yeah, the <laughs> way that is. he does it is. You couldn't that, do what he did. You couldn't do what he did today uh, successfully, which was no. he was talking yeah, to it about easily. weapons, and then he was like, you know, five, two, six round or whatever, and then I was like searching, searching. Like it, like <laughs> you, you wouldn't. You well, it was also a person on the other that. end. It was just chatting with a person who was the arms dealer. It's just being read back to him and the the voice at the time that McIntosh. Oh, it was a person because to me it felt like it was the computer. It was like I will find you that well, it gun. Was. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah. It is the gun. Here is a picture <laughs> of the gun. And he's like, cool. <laughs> yeah, that picture coming up in real time of the Yugoslav 20 mil cannon that he got, it was like, that's a no no in, in 97. You can't do that. Oh, yeah. It would have been like, be like hey, a long time. Hey, Siri, uh, br- I want a machine gun. And she'd go, uh, available. <laughs> play, playing country music. <laughs> like, it's not going to fucking happen. Yeah, but it isn't a computer. It sounds like John's saying it's someone on the other end. What? Yeah, it's just the computer reading it to him. I I never got that sense. Like, what was oh, the? It's the only way it could at. work in '97. There's that's no what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's what. But yeah. See, okay. See, I we had computers at that time. My family had like early early Macintosh computers before they were like they were in my the school brand. then as well. And yeah, yeah. So like we used to play with the. You could write in a text box and it would read it back in that voice. Available. Yugoslav twenty. It was funny. Dragon dictation or whatever wasn't that the one that was back around then. There was yeah there that was one uh, the talking moose was another one that we had which was hilarious. <laughs> but but you are making the assumption you are making I the am assumption the talking moose. You're making the assumption based on the year that it had to have been a person on the other end typing it yes. reading the words. But there's nothing in the yes. movie to indicate that at all. Uh, so when you're watching true. the movie it just feels like the computer is like doing you're all of to this a robot crazy <laughs> this crazy stuff the computer and like it's at the bank because the bank has the best computer so like yeah. they got it all set up for him in the back room and also that banker is so shady they're like talking about oh, illegal shit they're talking about illegal shit like right out in the open around other people yeah. in the bank he's like so send me those fake fake credit cards with the fake names of the fake people that i'm inventing because i'm going to need those credit cards he's like you got it 
just like what <laughs> these are conversations they I have in the open in like the open banks i know why wouldn't this be in a private I need to use room your computer to talk to an arms dealer hans he's like of course everything's ready there's some coke too <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bank is but this? I mean, is this in Geneva? Is this Geneva? <laughs> we know, know what's from, going on. We know from Scarface how much they're trying to take to launder money, right? It's like t- t- like 8 to 15%. Do you mean the movie like or the character pay? in this? Just in general to launder money. I think like the fee that they that I've heard in, in movies, so it's, who knows? I don't launder money a ton, so I can't ask my people about that. But <laughs> um, like if he's he gets 70 million for the job, he takes half up front. So he has 35 million uh, to work with for this mission. If that guy is laundering that money for him, he's going to make like three or more million dollars himself. So yeah. I, I, I imagine he'd be pretty he'd be pretty comfortable. <laughs> like you want some credit cards? Sure, here it's just, <laughs> you're good for them. It's just weird that it's a walk and talk too, in in it's like true. the middle of a it's public true. room. Um, <laughs> and because uh, like when he says the credit cards, they're gonna not have his name on them, right? No, no it's that true. would be the it's stupidest be thing you would ever do. It would just be a bunch I of wonder, random fake passports. I it's the same name from his police badge, which is Sharpshooter. Stupidly. Yeah. Was that his name on his police badge? Yeah, when he's dressed as a cop, his name is Sharpshooter on his badge. I didn't no see way. that. You probably have to look really hard for that. I would have just had. I would just ask if they could have Steve. Okay, <laughs> now here's here's something else Steve's about this good. movie that offended me, Steve. and I need I I want to talk about how it offended me. Uh, the right. finger on the trigger. Nope. There was a lot of that. Uh, although. That's there's a lot of that which didn't make a lot of sense. No, there's I want to talk wait. about the you, yeah. Continue. Well, I was gonna say I want to talk about the cultural appropriation of uh, Bruce Willis as Charlie Murdoch, eh, with our Canadian accent, eh, there. Oh, take your time nearby. Oh, offensive to use our language like that. I'm just kidding. It was kind of funny. Yeah, and Canadian. to make the guy look like a mook, right? Yeah. Come fat on. And like mustache and like lazy. Oh, take your time, there. Take your time. Yeah, I mean he was nice, so Ugh. that's nice, but. Yeah, I guess it was polite. He didn't kill anyone. Oh, yes, he did. He he killed the guy on his van spray. Yeah, as Charlie Murdoch. The other yeah. crazy thing with the with the bad trigger control is at one point when they she's holding the gun like the barrel basically against her chest, and it, the yeah. barrel is pointing at her chin, the bottom of her chin, and yeah. she has her finger on the trigger. On the trigger. It's, so like, yeah. not only bad. Con- <laughs> Like I thought she I thought like is she suicidal? Like why would yeah. why would she even attempt to hold the gun that way with the finger on the trigger? I couldn't see if yeah, it was cocked. Nobody nobody like um nobody who was watching the clips were like, This is weird. Nobody when they watched the dailies movie like, we, was like we gotta, we, Hey, we don't look like professionals with these guns. This looks like 60s. Yeah, they don't give a shit. No one gave a shit. Just have the big, cool sniper rifle with a laser sight, and it looked like it had a suppressor maybe as well. I'm like, why on this mission? You wouldn't need it. Well, I did like yeah. the gun that he got um, to, to do his job. Uh, Bruce Willis? The cannon, yeah. The cannon was cool. Yeah, like that thing was awesome. I'm like, I don't know why he takes so long. At the end, he's like enjoying his job a little bit by seeing that the camera can zoom up the first lady's nose. And I'm just like, shoot, you would shoot now. Now shoot. And he's like, wait yeah. for it. Yeah. What was he yeah. waiting for? To and why did he mission? have to put down the back window of the van? Like, it's not like that gun was just going to be like, there was a window here. I didn't know that. 
What about the cyclic rate? I thought that would be everything. Yeah. Yeah, that bugged me. How does he know that the minivan is the one at the end? Uh, Because it had the window halfway down and I thought you could see like a barrel inside. Man, I paused it on that to try to see. Yeah. I I couldn't see. And like maybe Mm. he sees something. He's a sniper. He's got a good look or something. But for me, I just like I I was like, what is he catching there, man? What if there's a baby in the back and he like fucking headshots a baby from shooting the back window? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, well, we yeah. all know that first. He would have to move on. He would babies. have to. Like, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be able to stop if that happened either. He'd have to continue on with the mission. That would that be was t- so lucky. That'd be tough. So lucky. I don't know. Like he, the jackal even saw the big helicopter fly in the marine helicopter. He'd have to be like, that probably means something. I'm just gonna accelerate the plan a little bit. I don't think he hit anybody on that last fire mission. He didn't kill anyone. So, like, that's bad. And then after that point, the Jackal turns into, like, a less um, put-together agent. He, like, starts panicking and running and missing and getting shot stupidly and missing easy shots at Richard Gere in that train tunnel. That's what we said. We said the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole false drama of Gere getting caught in between two subways, like, I didn't need any of that extra tension in the scene. It had nothing to do with the firefight. And then the jackal just seems to give up by taking that hostage, and I, I don't know. The the end of this is not the most satisfying. They, the, the way they're playing it off, that every time he's on the cell phone, he's not talking to Preston, he's talking to Isabella, who's like, I'm there, and I don't care about my children or my husband. I'm going to go like in a firefight with an assassin. Yeah. They try and cover up the fact, too, that they allow Richard Gere to walk around without handcuffs, they try to cover that up with dialogue and stuff. But like basically he's a free man, which makes no sense. Yeah, There's no. like never I'll simply any indication give you my word. At some point that he is he is uh still a prisoner. He's like, you know, all the meetings, he's walking around, no one's paying attention to him. At the end of the movie, they let him go after um Bruce Willis by himself. Like yeah. there was no guys tailing him or tagging him to make sure that he didn't get away. So that all was very unbelievable. I, they give them yeah. giving a gu- him a gun was unbelievable. I mean, all of that was unbelievable. Yeah. It, it does. It's just, like, you can't get over some of those things. They, they linger throughout the movie and they ruin a lot of, uh, the, the story. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. So, I mean, like, where does it leave us? Like, we're in a, this is a slightly over two-hour movie, correct? Mm, yeah. Is it that long? It's a uh, 2.04. Yeah. It didn't feel long, though. It yeah. D- didn't feel long to me, though. Interesting. It felt long to Sleepy Brent. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't feel, long. <laughs> didn't feel long to me. Like, I didn't feel like it. I, would, it, it, I don't think it drags. No, because like some of the stuff is super interesting, but I just I wonder about it. I'm trying to think back to the whole structure thing you were talking about at the start, Colin, and um, like the whole setup kind of makes sense to where the and the inciting incidents when the jackal gets hired, and that's all. Well, or maybe the inciting incident is when Valentino shoots the mob boss in the club. That kind of sets everything in motion. Which is which is it? 
I guess it is when she shoots the guy in the club. That's like right at like 12 minutes, I think. Uh, that is sooner because don't we open in the club and he gets shot? Yeah, like it's the in first like the first minutes. five minutes. Yeah, it's very quick. And then it's probably another another like four minutes until the jackal gets hired. So I think like that that's all happening within the first 10 for sure. Yeah, I guess when the jackal gets hired, but like he would have gotten hired if she hadn't killed that guy. Yeah, I guess. I yeah, it's 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 right away at the beginning. Yeah. You can have the insane yeah, incident right. at the beginning. She... Yeah, it's seven seven minutes. Yeah, seven minutes is when he gets popped. You can have the inciting incident like mm. two seconds into the movie if you want to. And there's movies that do that. I can't think of a, a, a good example right now. But like movies do where the, the beginning of the movie is the inciting incident. So you can do that. Yeah, you can do whatever yeah. you want. As long to, as you it have works, it and right? that works, right? So... Yeah, you just need to have a compelling movie. I don't really give a fuck what your structure is generally. No. As long as I, as long as I find that it's, the story is compelling and interesting, right? Yeah, totally. Um, and and I mean, this does have a lot of that interesting story to it. I I think a lot of that's like John was indicating because Bruce Willis is so interesting watching, um, all yeah. of his preparation, all of like that that kind of trade craft involved in a in a super high end assassination uh like this and that stuff's really interesting um so i think we kind of allow that and that gives us that space but it does carry us through a big window of time um where where we don't see richard gear we don't really get to know him and then you're right as soon as we do get to know him he's just like thrown into the mix like there's zero tension between him and the cops the guy's a prisoner <clears throat> he's an ex-ira sniper like there should be something more there, right? But they yeah. do. They give them the fucking keys to the to the city right away. What if the opening of this movie was the arms deal that the three of them were at, and in the first like five to ten minutes of the movie, as that unfolds, um, there's enough dialogue to so you know that Richard Gere and the lady are together, that she's pregnant, and then something goes wrong, and the, jack- the jackal obviously rips them off, leaves her there bleeding and dying. And then it kind of fades forward from the Jackal's perspective where he's sitting in the chair with the Russian mob boss. And the Russian mob boss is like, this man uh, killed my brother. I want to dr- I want to strike back. And he's accepting that job for 70 million. What an opening that would be. And we don't need to see any of the, the club with Sidney Poitier or any of that stuff. Like that's what you could give me explain a log that a Russian mobster was killed and now the Jackal's being set in motion. And now yeah. I know what's at stake for Richard Gere who next time we see him will be in prison. Yeah, we, we saw don't, him get arrested in the opening. We don't need that first shit. Like, we don't need anything there. We don't need to see why somebody wants the jackal to kill the first lady. Right? right. Like, do we really yeah, need mean, any yeah. of that? We, we, and you're right. We do want to see um, that arms deal where they cap uh, Gear's baby because yep. that's the fucking point here. Right? That's the driver and what he's getting revenge for that you just are going to tell me by someone else. Yeah, and an hour and 30 into the movie. And if you show me that, instead of just mention it in a couple lines of dialogue later, then it'll be more yeah. memorable to me. Because think about it. I couldn't even... I, like, lost it. I, I lost the point on that. I was like, what that, the fuck? Yeah, that so could bought be. in. But if you show me that right off the bat, or even if you do, like, just a subtle little... Well, flashback might feel cheap in this movie because there's nothing else. But um, I do want to see that. I want to see that little bit because that gives me that tangible um, hatred, right? I think you you yeah. that is what you do. You you have you open it with 
the however many years ago that was and you show it yeah and you show it yeah. your gear and you show her and you show bruce willis although yeah. they would have to do a lot to make them all look young but whatever and then would, uh, yeah it's movies they do it and you're right and yeah. then they could have you could have that for that be the inciting incident yeah no, that's that's really what sets everything in motion, right? Much and so stronger. Richard at the end of that opening, Richard Gere's getting arrested. She's bleeding to death, and mm. the jackal just kind of turns and walks away. And you're like, motherfucker. And then it fades into him. How much for this person? Seventy million. You're like, seventy million for an assassination? Done. And you're like, all right, now we're rocking, right? Yeah. Then I give more of a shit. Then when Declan's in prison, I'm like, he must be just steaming, right? I'd be more along with him and his plight to try and escape. And give his word and all that stuff. We'll have seen him do some of that in the opening. Yeah, that that's how you could have saved this movie. Yeah, because the beginning of this movie really doesn't mean anything. You don't know anybody. You just you just no. see some cops burst into some club, and then they get in an altercation with some Russian gangsters. But like, you yeah. don't know. No, Why is the FBI there? There's fucking nothing. You don't know anything. It's a stupid place to start. Yeah, it is. And like Sidney Poche is not the star of this. He's third billing. Um. And she is not either. Um, what's her name? Um, Valentina, even though I like her character um, and how she handles herself. That's all That's all fine. But they, they're just secondary characters, unfortunately. So Sidney Prate probably was overcast in this movie. Yeah. Last theatrical movie for him. Right. It was? Yeah. Yeah, he did a couple straight to DVDs after this, but this is the last movie that he was in. He's kind of flat in this, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not great. I don't know. I it, I don't recall it, him. Well, he's okay in sneakers, but he's great in like, sneakers. I, yeah, I he love has him more in personality sneakers. in sneakers than he does in this. Yeah. yeah, he has a real character in sneakers. I, I love his back and forth with Dan Aykroyd in that movie about the CIA and stuff. <laughs> that's that's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He. Uh, I always remember him for sneakers. That was really my most exposure to him. I I never saw his earlier work. Like Heat of the Night or or any of that stuff. Uh, no, he's a bit before our time. Yeah, exactly. So Sneakers for me is uh, is my is my Sydney Poitier movie. This is not it. No, this one's Sorry, not. Sorry, Sydney. It just seems like he was phoning <laughs> it in. It, he was phoning it in. He got a paycheck yeah. and he was just like, I'm here on the set, whatever. I'll do it. Yeah, but I mean, he's yeah, he's not the jackal, and he's not the guy chasing the jackal. He's like the enabler. He's got the checkbook, so he's just weirdly cast. I think. Yeah, yeah. this is this is definitely um, a bit of a mess. This movie. Like Colin, you haven't said much too much bad about it. Like you've actually said a few supportive things that you've liked. Like what what kind of things do you not like about this? Yeah, I mean, I don't really get behind the main character uh or are uh, the girl he's trying to protect um i don't really care if he gets out of jail or not like there isn't enough motivation for me to care for his character but at the same time yeah. though this movie goes very quickly and it's entertaining um i'm not saying that yeah. that means it holds up but it definitely doesn't drag and there's good scenes in it the ending is a big letdown I, I yeah. hate, I hate, if she would have just shot him in the neck and he would have bled out watching them hug or whatever and, and that would have been the end, the worst thing you can do is is have the whole, that was, like, and they could have easily edited that out. 
um, where she runs over and hugs Declan, and he could have cut the block or faded out. But instead, they have to have yeah. the whole, oh, well, Declan's... And then they are holding the gun together and shooting him together. Yeah. All that shit was cheesy and bad. It's I mean, so that would be the first... If they were like, can you re-edit this movie? That would be the very first thing I would immediately take out. That would be gone. It's stupid. I hate that shit. Like, her... her- her character Isabella, you 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 um you were once again told that it was actually her child killed inside her. But mm-hmm. until you know that, nothing else she does in this movie is an indication of how like what venom she must feel for the jackal and how into it. So they they worked really hard to make it a surprise that it would be her behind the gun at the end. Yeah. And I was just like, I guess. I guess, but like you didn't set it up in a way that I'm like, Yeah, fucking they got revenge, baby. That's how you should have felt. Yeah, you should have been drooling for the jackal to get his. Like, take out, what? Sorry, I, I was just gonna say, like, you you give jackal all his cool shit for the first half of the movie, where it's like spycraft, you know, tradecraft, tradecraft, and then all of a sudden, once he like gets his gun and blows Jack Black away, he should just be like on a slew of murders that leave us more and more shocked at how like willing to do anything this guy is. Um, instead of me cheering at half the people he kills. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, so, uh, yeah, the Jackal's a weird one, man. I'd like, if it was me, I'd take away all that Russian shit because again, it like, it draws this political, um, tension that's never, it's just gone after, after that initial shit, then it just is like out of there, except for the fact that that Russian chick is with them. Right. So, um, like do away with all that. All we need is the motive, right? Like, we don't really care, right? Just give us a MacGuffin. That's all it's going to be anyways. And then you do get time to show us that other shit, right? We don't waste time. And then you're right. Like, we do want to see the Jackal. Like, if you consider, so the two interactions that the Jackal has business-wise that we see, um, the one with that uh, young woman that does his IDs and shit, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And in that, if you remember, he says to her, he's like... um, uh, how much do I owe you? She says three seventy five. He goes, "Here's five hundred, right?" She's a pleasure yeah, to deal yeah. with, and he respects her. Jack Black, yeah. total dick knob, uh, and tries yeah. to extort him, and so he yeah. kills him, right? We don't feel bad yeah. about any of those things, right? He's already proven yeah. that he's a good guy and can deal like honorably, but yeah. Jack Black just fucking went too far, and uh, so we do, we 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 do kind of like him going into it, and so when we're going through his tradecraft. That would be a nice way to do it, to really build up that side of him that we that we cheer for, right? And we don't know who he's going to kill. We don't know he's going to kill the first lady. It's fucked up, obviously. But um, so we go through the movie with that, right? And then and then, like you say, then we see him break and then we see it just get more miserable, uh, uh, more cold and, um, you know, just progress like down that darker path of like his assassination. Then we're really yeah. cheering against him, right? And then you take out all that yeah. Russian shit. You you fill that space with some of that backstory, right? Maybe just a quick little um, three-minute blurb at the beginning where you show that shit go bad. I mean, there you go, man. The movie's automatically more interesting and compelling, and you don't fucking distract with a bunch of different parts that just don't really matter. Yeah, they needed to take more from right. heat. De Niro and Heat. Yeah, I know. I know. But overall, like you like De Niro's character until he's like pushed yeah. into a corner and then he goes bad. Very bad. Yeah. 
and then your yeah, feelings totally. on him changed. That's what you needed more of here. And it's just when my feelings for the jackal change, it's not because like I thought he was cool and then I realized he was really bad. It's because he's cool until he's like this blubbering moron at the end. And I'm just like, what? I don't, I don't care. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah, he does become stupidly. He does become. Um, it, 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 he's like so professional. He's so good, and at the end, they just decide for no reason at all to make him shitty and inept. Yeah, yeah, and just so that he could get killed. Um, just yeah, and it's that's really bad writing. Th- this is just a script problem. It's a first page rewrite. You could have, you could have done a lot of work on this script. Um, to make it a better script, and that's why it doesn't hold up. It's a script. The directing's not great either. So, <laughs> there's some bad directing. This use of slow mo is confusing. Mm. Like that doc scene with them looking at each other, and what's his name waves at him, and it shows gear, and he has like squinty eyes, like he's looking with pure vitriol. But then it cuts back to Bruce Willis, and then back to Gear, who then like puts his hand up because the sun's blocking his vision and i'm like it's so he's not mad he just can't really see who it is this guy is like waving at him um, it's also bad yeah. acting when this when they why did they put this as uh, a spotlight on his face so it looked like the sun was in his eyes because it makes yeah. no sense that the sun is in his eyes if it's not actually in his eyes that's just <laughs> bad acting he's just like oh, i can't see <laughs> why can't you see <laughs> yeah yeah like there's no there's can. no it didn't make any sense if he was looking yeah. into the sun there should have been some indication of that yeah I know. he's just like yeah i can't quite make out yeah, i just right I, there I, I need i need my glasses it didn't give them to me i should have asked for that instead of a decent razor <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so this thing's got some problems and what about, yeah. pa- what about uh, Colin, you just kind of called it so Brent and I can continue forth doing the same. And Brent, why don't you lead into your review uh, calling it by telling us about your thoughts on the final scene with Poitier and uh, going to get a coffee. Let me tell you what I think about this movie and the final scene in which Sidney Poitier goes to get coffee. <laughs> I like that scene. I, I think it's a little over the head, but I think he really tries to like just be clear about his intent there. And I think that's a nice way to send fucking gear off. I think it's definitely the wrong move as an FBI agent who's just got like yeah. a little fucking boost in his uh, stature. But uh, it's the right thing to do, I guess. Um, and I, I just like the way that that goes. I find it to be like a charming little way to, to sign off. Uh, however, the movie overall doesn't hold up for me. Um, I mean, it's not a complete throwaway. There's a lot of cool stuff in here, but I just see no um, no indicators of this being like a real solid film. Yeah, this movie doesn't hold up, but I, I guess I would watch it again. Yeah, I'd watch it again. I, think, I, just, I, think it's I don't know why I watch this movie. It's entertaining enough for me to kill two hours um, when I'm looking for something to watch, but it definitely doesn't hold up. It's got way too many problems, too many speed bumps. It this is like way too many speed bumps. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's the main thing is that the um, the interest I think is what is what compels you. Like, and I think it's like we said because of that Bruce Willis stuff, um, where Bruce Willis is, uh, you know, going through all of his steps to to prepare and sneak in cross borders and stuff. 
if that stuff isn't there, um, I think this movie is maybe a little more one note. Not that it's got many notes now, but I mean, at least that way we're seeing something interesting, right? Instead of just having to follow uh, Gear's character and the FBI clumsily stalk after yeah. the jackal. Like, you can't have that movie for two hours, right? No. No, without Bruce Willis's uh, stuff, it makes it much weaker. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, there had to be a way of layering that in. Yeah. Like, what about The Fugitive? The Fugitive is kind of this, right? Except for that the guy that they're chasing is good. Yeah. Yeah. The Fugitive is similar. Um, what's, so, what's. What's the difference there that like, do you find these to be similar in pacing that way as far as like, just like the fugitive aspect? But you get to meet the Harrison Ford character right away. And in, and in this, you don't get to meet Declan until, until like 30 minutes in. Actually. Yeah. And when you're watching, um, Harrison Ford evade capture, that is, um, that's all kind of cool because you're cheering for him, right? Like you're, you're seeing both sides, but you're actually cheering for. Yeah, them. you want him to get away. You want yeah. you want him to. You want you don't want him to get caught. Yeah. That movie yeah. takes a weird twist too, where it becomes like investigative. I so I think that's why I think this movie doesn't hold up. John, <laughs> what are your feelings? Oh, thanks for getting it over. At least the Russian in this movie is a little bit better. I. I. Um. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a big secret. This movie does not hold up. Um, mistakes. Mistakes were made. You can't make your bad guy this cool and, and then like turn around to be a moron and then have us cheer for another character that you introduce us to 30 minutes in. That's folks pauks. Faux pas. I think, anyway. It's just... it's Or a misstep. They fucked it up. They fucked it up good. <laughs> they fucked they it good. They fucked it up yeah, right. Yeah, it's... It's too bad because they had some talented actors here to do some things because um, Bruce Willis plays the cold killer relatively well and gets into some of his personas relatively well. But yeah, by the end, um, I don't know who that guy is. And yeah. like they must have been doing the final shootout scene and he's like, oh, can we do another Die Hard where uh, I come back alive instead of the guy in the body bag with the Steyer Og, I'll come up with my hidden pistol. And they were like, yeah, let's do that. Fuck that. Fuck you for doing that. <laughs> That's bullshit. I hate that trope. I hope we don't see that ever again. No, I know. Because it taint good. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, it does not hold up. And um, I'm not going to be as keen to watch this movie another 50 times. I think what was what, what worked about it was that some of the cool parts of this movie are really cool. Yeah. And so that's what I kind of remember after long gaps in between this movie. But I sh need to drill it into my head that this movie is probably best off watching two or three clips on YouTube and then uh, not watching the whole thing. One of the best. That's all she wrote. One of the best uh, shots in the movie is when he's he's shooting Jack Black and the car with the gun and they go to an overhead of it. That's like one of the. Yes. Coolest and it blows up. Yeah, I guess the car would have had if it had gasoline in it, it might explode. Also, can we talk about no. that that gun fires depleted uranium rounds, which are the same yeah. type of rounds that are shot from that fucking warthog plane with the Gatling gun at the front of it? That's right, the A ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, let's Aye. consider that he fires that shit and hits Sidney Poitier. Spall! That shit would have destroyed a bunch more people, man. 
That's what I'm saying. He didn't kill a single person, it looks like. He was firing into a crowd. It explodes into fucking, like, little incendiary balls, man. That shit is... Spall! Yeah. Yeah, they made a big deal of the spall. Also, he told Jack Black to destroy the plans, and Jack Black didn't. I guess because he was maybe going to do it the day after, but ended up dead. Yeah, you can't blame a guy for not doing stuff when he's dead. I guess that's true. Was going to do it. Best intentions. Best intentions. Yeah. So there it is. Um, Let's get away from this movie and move into something a little bit better for next week. What do you guys say to that? What is the movie? Absolutely. Let's scrap it out in The Fighter. Oh. Oh. The Fighter has potential. One of Mark Wahlberg's best uh, performances. And Christian Bale's Oscar winning performance. Yeah, yeah, it is. Does everybody in that movie had an Oscar-worthy p- performance when I saw it at the time? Even Amy Adams, uh, the lots of who, great fucking accents, the Boston woman, accents, lots of Boston. The woman who plays Mark Wahlberg's mom in that movie is amazing. Uh, that actress oh, yeah. is amazing in that movie, and I, she was nominated, and I don't know if she won, but yeah, that's gonna be a great mm. one because to me that movie. I think so. Was I always liked that movie, so I'm hoping that under the guise of Hold Up, it still does. Let us yeah, hope. That would be and cool. And we'll then the, we'll do the potentially cheesy The Untouchables with Costner and Connery ripping it up on screen. Oh, I fucking love I think, that I think movie. there's no potential uh, involved. I think that movie's going to definitely be. The music in The Untouchables I hope is, not. Uh, the music I hope. is amazing in The Untouchables. I hope it. I hope it's not too cheesy, but I think it's going to be good. I think that's going to hold up. I think the fighter will hold up. I think the Untouchables will hold up, and I, I don't know about leaving Las Vegas. I haven't seen that movie in a decade. It's very going to be very depressing. I just watched it for the first time, and it is so depressing. I can't believe I'm watching it again shortly after. It is very depressing (laughs) movie. Oh well, we got to do one of those every once in a while. Hi. Oh yeah. Okay. All right, boys. Well. We'll see it. We'll see you in the next one. The Fighter coming up next week. We'll get that done for you. Thanks for coming out for this piece of shit, The Jackal. The piece of shit with many good parts of it. So there's some nice shit in this big lump of shit. Some corn. Maybe it's the corn. So you gotta keep get you gotta get more corn in your shit. The best this thing is about corn is an analogy. <laughs> All right then. Okay. Do that. Well, we'll do you sign off for an Irish accent, John? I'll do it then. Thanks Aye. for coming out, everybody. It's been a pleasure to have you. We'll see you next week. And, and as always, enjoy, enjoy your, your shit. shit. Enjoy your shit. Enjoy your shit. I think he's <laughs> <laughs> enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.